favorite scary movie. Fear is defined as a feeling of agitation caused by the presence or imminence of danger. Why do you think people believe in ghosts? For fun? Most people are so gentlemen welcome back to inside movies galore i am your host david Stregi, and here in the room with me i have miss ashley why don't you tell me what your name is and uh what your role in uh, in the film is, is that you're uh, that you're playing in hi hi i am ashley watt and today well <laughs> i'm going to be playing the kid in the park the wacky, the wacky kid, in the park. kid in the park Awesome. In what movie, uh, by the way? Pardon? In what movie, by the way? Take a uh, The movie's called Blood City Cops. Blood City Cops. Awesome. And uh, 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 when did you start fil uh, uh, filming? Uh, and uh, is this your first role? No, this is not. Um, I think it was in 2007. 
and yeah, I had my Halloween costume as a princess. We put bonnet skin on it. Yes. <laughs> we put bonnet skin on it. No, <laughs> and uh, how is the shoot going today for you guys? Good. Awesome. And uh, um, is there anyone else that you, uh, you're working with uh, on the film uh, while you're filming? Uh, yes, my cousin Michael. Okay. And uh, what is this? <laughs> so it's more of a family affair, eh? Yeah. He's only been in the business for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> for a few minutes. So, um, uh, and what is his role in the fil uh, film from his your role? perspective? Third assistant director. Okay. And does he play any roles in the film? Do you play any roles? Are you going to? Not yet. Ah. But you never know when someone will actually stand in. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what 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 is next uh, that um, that you are acting uh, acting in, or do you, uh, um, from today? Uh, today, what 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 is? Or you'll edit it. What's next? What's next? What's next? Well, you're going to go back to school, and I'm going to try to finish this uh, trailer for the Fort Horror Film Festival in December. You're going to go back to school. <laughs> I'm going to go back to school. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> so, um, what, um... Where where exactly are you filming this uh, this film that you were filming at today? Brampton and Fleetwood. Okay, and that's in Canada, correct? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so, how are you enjoying the location uh, so far? Good. Good place. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anything else that you want to tell uh, the uh, the audience while you're? Uh... Well, if anybody would want to do it, they should try it because it's fun. <laughs> okay. Cool. Now, uh, did um, did you have any other um, um, roles that you, that you may actually be uh, interested in other than um, the role that you actually have been playing? Not really. Okay. I kind of like the role. <laughs> Well, that's good uh, that that you can at least enjoy the role that uh, that you uh, were given. <laughs> so how how old are you, by the way? I am eleven, turning okay. twelve. Okay. Oh, so it wasn't ten years ago. Seven or five years ago. 
That's fine. Uh, I'm not grading anyone. <laughs> but uh, it's actually kind of exciting to, uh, to actually be on uh, uh, on film in any in any perspective. So. <laughs> but uh, is uh, uh, Tony our. Uh, you re ready for your part, or? Oh, hello, Mr. Spriggs. Okay. Um, before we begin, um, here's uh, just quickly. This guy's only been in the, the the business for the last fifteen minutes or so. <laughs> so uh, you can ask him how it's it like being in show business so far, because he's done some setups with me. Okay. What is here? His... He is Michael Mega in bracket and quotations. What? Here's Mega Mike. Mike. Hello. Hello, Mr. What? Hi. How are you? Good. How old are you? Eleven. Awesome. And uh, what is your role in this film? Um, my role. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, one sec. One sec. <laughs> That's fine. Third assistant director. Third assistant. Third assistant director. Awesome. And uh, what have you uh, uh, what have you done so far in the film industry? I took a couple a, a couple pictures. Okay. And what did you take pictures of? The park. Awesome. And. Uh, how are you liking it so far? Awesome. <laughs> so, um, have you met any of the cast members yet? Pardon? Have you met any of the cast members? Any of the cast members? No. So, how do you like being the third assistant uh, director so far? Yes. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to tell the audience about your role so far? Uh, it's been pretty awesome. And what kind of camera are you using? Fun. <laughs> If you're confused, ask the... No, no, you! <laughs> I'm talking what? to you, bro. I said, if you ask something you don't know, you can oh, ask me. Yeah. But you can edit the stuff together. No, I just uh, figure, figure give them some uh, some time to talk, and if they wanted to, because uh, to, these are moments to cherish. <laughs> oh, you guys have to. Oh, you're really surprised when they go to the school. 
schoolyard that's called IP, called intellectual property. If I talk for fucking singing, off the record, we don't want to go around Bob Moore, Lalo, 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 So how many hours have you been out there, out out there at that location that you guys are at? How many hours I've been here? Yeah. Mm, Thirty six hours. Thirty six hours, at that location. Yeah. Is it a cool location at least? Pardon? Is it a cool location at least? Two slices, two sandwiches. Yeah. Is it sunny? Is it raining? Uh, sunny. That's cool. Sunny and gray. Ah. Well, sometimes the weather is different some, uh, some places. It's in and out because it's going to rain. It's in and out. So what would you like to see, uh, see accomplished in this film as a director? Be accomplished? Yep. Uh, to be, what would you as a, a director like to see happen in the film? Anything, really. <laughs> so, uh, so have it be as crazy as possible? Yep. No burning and cross. So what are you in relation to Tony? Pardon? Uh, how are you related to Tony? How am I related to him? He's my uncle. Awesome. We just met. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff happens. Like <laughs> your Oh! Well... I just uh, figured I'd put it out there, out there, uh, there not knowing how uh, what you are in relation to him. <laughs> so, how long ha have uh, uh, Tony? How, how long have you been uh, doing re reviews as Count Cracula? How long? Pardon? How long has your uncle uh, been doing reviews as Count Cracula? How long have you been doing reviews as Count Dracula? Count Cracula Review Showcase? Not sure. Uh, you can, I, think, I, I think we're in our seventh season, but you can double check on IMDb. Okay. You can, check yeah, on IMDb. you can say it. You can double check on IMDb. Okay. IMDb. DB? Yeah. DB. IMDb yeah. is a great place to go and uh, uh, check out people's profiles. Search Blood City Cops. Yeah. Search Blood Cops. Search Blood City Cops. And Count Cracula's Showcase. <laughs> and Count Cracula's Showcase. Okay. So, 
I'm going to direct this question to you, uh, towards Tony, but you can uh, ask him. Um, how, where is he originally from, and um, how did he get involved in this film business? Can I get in the phone? Sure. <laughs> yes, Mr. Freddie, now that the stars are over, <laughs> here's Lenny. I'm squeaky to their fonds and, 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 and Richie Cunningham's. Well, it's kind of it, it's kind of cool because uh, cool, uh, uh, I like that you kind of have have kind of a family affair uh, uh, go, uh, go, uh, going on. It kind of shows that uh, that you know that, that you really care about them. You know. So. Well, the thing is, though, right? Like, I'm gonna get too old to hold up a camera, right? So as I say, it's got to start with the youth, <laughs> and then. Like, I'll just stumble in my wheelchair, my rocker, my cane in front of the camera. <laughs> and they'll be yelling at me like an abused, elderly, <laughs> bedwetting invalid. <laughs> All right. Uh, turns over to the asylum to the to the real future. They're the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't make I don't make this stuff for my peers, actually. I'm a cartoonist, uh, the Count Cracula character, okay. the alter ego that of Count Cracula Review Showcase, where I play um, my niece Ashley's father. She plays Cla yeah, she plays Cracklet, and in the TV show, she interviews the cartoon segments. And then uh, now, it's quite a few years later, obviously, and she's grown quite a bit. So now it's like we got the Port Hope, uh, the Port Horror Film Festival in September. Six and seven, hey, be there, kids, <laughs> monster kids, uh, of this year, 19, 2019. So I have to rush this trailer to be able to submit it to them. Now, I'm not saying they're going to put the trailer in because even though I am a co-host of as Contractual of that festival, but it's a good thing to to, to rush. Um, I had to come over here and do the interview with you. Thank you, Mr. Streggy. Definitely. Uh, so I said, I'm going to set up the shoot. I mean, that's what Roger Corman would do, right? Yeah. The available film set, I got two stars here. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, my little girl here has been waiting years before she sees her role. The thing <laughs> is, by the time I finish Frank and Finch Revenge, because that's still editing, I'm, I'm editing that, the Frank and Finch Revenge that she's in, and when she's about six or seven years old or something. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't ten years ago. It's probably about five or six. So she's still waiting to be old enough to watch that. So in the meantime, um, uh, that's that's halfway finished on the editing bay for <laughs> Count Crackula, Frank and Prince Revenge. Count Crackula, we're not filming any more uh, stuff this season, but we're filming Blood City Cops, and Blood City Cops right now, thank you, is the most is the most recent project I'm working on while I'm still editing um, Frank and Prince Revenge. Phew! That being said, I got Mega Michael Watt. He's my new assistant director. He's always been, he already been dynamic. He's been taking a few pictures that we're going to probably use on green screen. If need be, okay. so he's already knows how to work the camera. He's also when he when we finish this interview, he's going to learn how to work the other camera. Okay. And uh, and then we're going to go from there. Okay. Well, I figured I'd ask you about uh, some of your earlier projects. Hopefully, he stays in school. Hopefully, he stays in school and stays out, stays out of uh, show business. Okay. I have uh, his 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 beautiful mother Bernadette, and I are stressing that he has to treat art as a hobby. Otherwise, he'll become a hack. <laughs> he'll become that lawyer, astronaut, uh, you know, whatever he wants to be. <laughs> President of the United States of America, I'm pretty sure. No. Although I do know that his dad is, um, what is it now? Nig Nicaragua. Nicaragua. His dad's a prince of Nic Nicaragua. He's uh, like one of the royal families uh, descended from okay. there, I think. I think so it's got a, 
he's got a royal past, so he really is megawatt. He is a royal blood. Him and his older brother, one day we'll talk to him. <laughs> but right now he's uh, watching uh, Will Smith on TV. <laughs> At any rate, um, yeah, so that's what's going on. I have to preempt this because he's really going to be the director on the shoot today. Okay. So I'm glad you interviewed him. I'm just basically playing myself as a rookie cop because the cop I play in Blood City Cops is actually an undercover Chicano man. You know what I'm saying? So he's like <laughs> Pancho Gonzalez. Okay. But we're shooting today with, with the scene that's going to be in the trailer is me, my character, uh, uh, Pancho Gonzalez, as a rookie. Okay. So I got my, I got a, like right now, a crew cut. I got my nerd glasses ready and my my police uniform ready. So Megawatt is going to direct me through there. Okay. So if it comes, the movie comes out shit, it's Megawatt's fault. <laughs> now, uh, now um, I, I'm going to uh, re- revert back to... Uh, Don't blame your, me. Your... I know I'm, third, I'm three times. I don't know if you look me up on Moria the website for science fiction and fantasy. I've won three years as worst director out of thousands and thousands <laughs> of people that make fantasy, horror, and, and fantasy films. I am the worst director in three years. I mean, that is a <laughs> trifecta, baby. <laughs> yeah, so but everyone... Hands. Michael's in good hands. He's actually going to add class to this movie. I'm going to be calling him up from instructions. <laughs> everyone, uh, has a, right now. everyone has a beginning. Uh, so... Well, well, the kids were very creative when we were young, right? Like, yeah. If you remember that speech from Easy Rider, which Jack Nicholson goes, we all bought and sold. It. You know, those people are bought and sold by the company, right? Mm-hmm. It's true, because when you're young, you're fertile, you're creative. The teacher says, this man, we're going to have you guys write something in half an hour on a piece of paper, full story, and they can do it, right? Right. But because, like, we're going, like, working at McDonald's and working for, like, A students, working for B students, sometimes C students, we have to dumb ourselves down, right? They become so dumb that you lose that creativity, right? <laughs> I want Prince Michael and Lady and Craculette, uh, Countess Craculette, I want them to realize that where they are right now is the smartest they're going to be because they're going to have to dumb themselves down for somebody. Well, I know Craculette doesn't have to work. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, she's already got her own fortune selling cookies at the, at the at the flea market. And Michael, he's got royal blood, so obviously um, he doesn't need to work. But the point <laughs> of the matter is is that you lose it when you go work for people or when you accidentally have kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, i got to hold on to my, my construction job or i got to keep loading these trailers because now i got to pay for baby food. And people get stuck, right? <laughs> and then, unfortunately, they grow up. The fortunate thing is, I have lousy sperm, so I haven't had kids yet. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just, just lucky. So it is. So I'm still allowed to be um, a kid, just like uh, one of my co-stars, Chris Naldo, who owns the Super Wonder Gallery. Guy just turned fifty, looks twenty-five. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so I um, problems. My wife ain't one. So originally, where are you from? I'm from Jamaica. I was born in Jamaica. Okay. Born in Kingston, Jamaica. Okay. I'm an Irish, Jamaican, um, and Indian blood. Okay. Was and adopted into the Watt family at three years old because I was born to a bunch of hippies. <laughs> I think my real father was probably a crack addict or sold drugs or something. <laughs> but we don't need to talk about him. The Watt no. family is where it's at. I was the oldest son of Ashley's grandfather, Raymond. Okay. He's a strict son of a bitch. <laughs> likes to roam around in his, in his, night, his night robe. I think, everybody drinking? <laughs> but... But but I we always hide the beer and say no <laughs> no sir we have not calamity audacity mendacity remember that cat that cat in the hot tin roof yeah well burl eyes goes around mendacity <laughs> called Big Papa 
Or yeah. Big Daddy, that's that's Ashley's grandfather. He's <laughs> Big Daddy. Goes around the house in his bathroom, middle of the night, sneaking up on people trying to smoke a, a good joint. Going, man, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. <laughs> so uh, how did, how did I you... had a little uh, Canadian legal uh, stuff for my eyes earlier, so I'm prepared. So it's all did... legal down here in Canada, folks. That's why we won. That's why we won that basketball game, like basketball Jones. You know so... what's that? You didn't realize that, Mr. Strike? I'm a, I'm a U.S. boy like you. That's why I'm Texas living in Fort Worth. When them, when them Canucks legalized the pot, their <laughs> basketball game, not sled team, not hockey, <laughs> Not that thing with the broom, <laughs> but their basketball game took it off. There is some power in that pot, baby. So, oh, you... by the way, I also have pot comics, which I <laughs> throw that in there. But I am a salesman, so what the fuck? <laughs> so, so that language, they don't know Italian. So you said uh, you actually lived in the U.S. at one point in time. I uh, lived in the U.S. three times points in my life. Yeah, Florida, okay. New York, and. Uh, where am I missing? Florida near and Texas. That's where I got the nickname Tex. Okay. Here's the, here's the thing. When we come up from Jamaica in 76, right? Mm -hmm. We weren't sure whether we were going to go to Canada or go to the U.S., right? Because mm -hmm. there was a lot of tension, political tension and shots being fired. That's why Bob Marley left to go to uh, Britain in the 70s. They came back eventually, but because he got shot around that time when we left. And he had to go to Britain for a little while, record some kick-ass albums, and he decided the real yacht, he came back to Jamaica. Well, between Marley leaving and us and coming back, we left. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to decide whether to go to Canada and the U.S. So what happened was, a little bit before we left, when I was a kid, probably about Ash's age when she started acting, maybe seven or eight, is, or when she started acting, uh, I saw a movie called Buck and the Preacher with Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte. You know that guy? Yeah. Hey! -o. Right? <laughs> Mr. City uh, Party, they yeah. called me Mr. Tips. Okay, so what happened is I saw that movie, and it was about slavery in the U.S. Now, this was before I knew about history, okay, about, you know, how you could admit, like, he's a Canadian, just like Vietnam, could, the slaves or the, you know, the I guess the 60s youth used to escape to Canada okay. through some kind of secret railroad system, right? <laughs> so, at any rate, I'm watching this movie, and I saw this Confederate soldier, I think it was Confederate, that, that, that took out this black kid, because uh, he was taking a leak in that movie, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, what the hell? I saw cowboy, cowboy, hit up picnic when in traffic, they got piss. <laughs> me and my friends were wondering about that because, you know, they were a bit darker than me. So mm -hmm. it, was like, it was like all different shades of, different shades in Jamaica, right? So you had mm -hmm. your lighter skinned guys, your darker skinned guys, right? Mm -hmm. Me being Creole, I blended in with everybody, right? Yeah. So in the movie, um, I forget the name of the actress who acts with Ozzy Davis in the movies. But this actress was so impassioned. She said, we got to go to Canada. There's poison here. We got to go to Canada. <laughs> right? So right. what my parents was, um, like, they're scared people, kids in their 20s, right? Mm -hmm. And you have this little, like, hipster like Ashley and Mike, Mega Mike, going, we got to go to Canada, folks. I, you know, my big cigar. Mm -hmm. Stop your panic. We've got to go to Canada. <laughs> Believe me. Trust me, I saw a movie, Bucking the Preacher. We got to go to Canada. And of course, down the road, when you you get old like me, I am right now, you see history. Oh, so that's how come um, she was talking about going to Canada. I just thought Canada was the promised land. And actually, Canada is the promised land. We just won the gosh darn basketball championship. Take that, U.S. Yankee. So um... I'm, a dual, I'm a dual kind of guy. I'm a U.S. The Canadians find me very abrasive. 
Okay. I find them too polite, so we're in the same boat, Mrs. Streggy. <laughs> so, originally you created uh, your character, Crackula, in a short film uh, back in... You mean the, the TV show, the very short film? The very first short film. Yeah, um, because uh, I played uh, the devil <laughs> uh, as, a, as a junkie. Well, I didn't want to call him Satan. But, that, but I not the cool. devil who went down to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so what happens is, is that I said, no, I'm going to call him Jerry Cracula. But it's actually the devil. But, you know, I don't want to promote that kind of stuff to the youth. Okay. I, look, I, look, I was very good looking when I was younger, and I don't want people to start putting on horns and stick a uh, plastic tail up their ass. And so I said, no. <laughs> and uh, what did you, um, what do you think about that uh, original short film now, looking back at it? I think it's shit, but I learned how to make movies because what happened was that after that I stopped making short films. Because once you know how to throw a ball, then you can draw a ball team. I just don't feel like throwing a ball, play catch for the rest of my life, man. Once I learned how to pitch, I said, I want to get in the game. So I got out of the park and started joining a ball team. That's how I look at my movie career. Okay. Once I did that short film, I said, I'm making features now. Because <laughs> I started out as a TV producer. And uh, around that time, let's say between uh, 1999 and now, the analog age was coming into being, right? So I was, I was filming my stuff before with sound equipment and huge crew and lights and shit. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was, it was like, it was pretty much between 1998 to 2005 where you're able to upload like little video images, right? And yeah. then around that time in the, in the late uh, 20th century, uh, they were putting everything on DVD. So <clears throat> my twisted uh, uh, American, Canadian, uh, Jamaican mind said, hey, wait a minute, man. Everything goes to DVD. <laughs> So I filmed half of Frank and Pimp Analog and the rest on digital because I was just learning the Abbott system because I got into doing infomercials, like one nine hundred numbers, go on the phone, call the number, you can talk to these pretty sexy gals. And then we'd hire some like homeless fat women to uh, talk on the phone. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the kids are here. Get out of here. I told you, get, get outside, wait for me. I'm talking bad stuff here, kid. I'm getting out of the room. That's a PG-14 movie. And she's 13. And you're way younger. Mega Mike, you actually get out. You'll hear the interview when you're old enough to listen to his podcast. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> talking naughty stuff now. Yeah, I used to uh, MC at a strip club, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to do, like, uh, uh, the strip club decided uh, when we got into the infomercial racket, those are the girls who saw on TV, <laughs> that they needed for their magazine they put out called Erotica, a cartoonist. Okay. So I was the cartoonist, and then it was like the guys from the club with the producer said, we need a guy with character. Of course, you know, me in a pink shirt, go, hey, ladies, come on down, it comes Bambi, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They figured I, I could probably break up this Mary Hart, John Tesh, boring, white bread type couple. Okay. All potatoes, no gravy. <laughs> They thought they, they brought in the gravy, and that was me. And then, of course, um, like uh, like Clint Eastwood, I stayed after and saw how they worked the cameras, asked questions about production and stuff. So okay. I became a TV producer while I was on my way finishing writing my script called Frank and Pimp. Okay. And uh, it became that name because my mom, Ada, laughed at it because my Ashley's father is a punk. <laughs> comes to me and goes, hey, so uh, Mr. Movie Producer, what's the name of your movie? 
And of course, I, you know, I was like a kid from the 80s, right? I go, uh, Frank and Pip, man. And my mom laughed, right? And when Ada laughed, I said, oh my God, I got to rechange this movie, which was originally called uh, The Romeo and Juliet Massacre to Frank and Pip. I had to configure taking this Bonnie and Clyde type movie and making the main guy instead of this good looking uh, young uh, uh, mercenary pimp. He became a mercenary mutant pimp <laughs> because I had to put foot the, the, the square peg in the round hole when my mom laughed at the name Franken pimp, which I was just making a jive ass joke <laughs> to my younger brother, which is Ashley slash cracky let Ash slash wacky girl in the park <laughs> father. He's my younger brother, see, and Neil's hip. I love him. <laughs> I mean, he married a, a beautiful woman with a lot of money, and that's I'm jealous of him, but what the hell? <laughs> I'm jealous of everybody. So, uh, who did you... Uh... Wait a minute. So I forget where I digressed from that, but that's how I got into film. Okay. So, basically, uh, when I edited Frankenpip the first time, I used to put bits of it on this thing called YouTube around 2005, and I called them webisodes. Okay. Now, I'm not saying I created the word webisode. I just thought I'm the first one I heard use it and put it on YouTube to say, next webisode coming soon. The reason for that is because I wasn't sure of the computer system back in those... Neanderthal troglodytes, uh, Cold War, that I wasn't sure when the computer was going to crash because I had friends from the first movie. One of my first uh, main uh, speaking roles was in a movie called Sinners and Saints or Saints and Sinners, something like that. They had me play like a demonic milkman. Okay. Her computer crashed and she lost a lot of stuff. So what I did back then, I said, I'm going to save what I have on YouTube so at least I can download, upload or download the footage I had. So I did the things in chapters. Okay. Like, you know, like how Woody Allen does his movies in chapters, like Manhattan, he's got chapter one, chapter two. Yeah. Because to me, a, 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 a feature film is just a whole bunch of short movies put together. Yeah. So I came up with my own original webisodic thing because I didn't want to lose a shit on my computer getting some kind of virus or getting some kind of glitch that everything I edited was going to be for nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So at least if it goes, if it had gone, at least I got some stuff online that the world is actually seeing. Yeah. Uh, to, to see these movies. And what I did was, after I finished the whole movie, I took the whole thing off of YouTube, slapped Frank and Pimp together, and that's how I got the uh, director's two, cut. almost three-hour feature. <laughs> and also, uh, exclusively on Video On Demand, if you go search, to, if you go to TonyWatt.com or if you go to Video On Demand for Tex Watt or Tony Watt movies, um, I've done the George Lucas thing and extended some extra scenes in there, some stuff that was not allowed through distribution and a lot of other stuff that uh, I just decided to add just for hell of it for my own okay. uh, jollies because of technology and CGI, and which is what I'm really into because half of being uh, in the Hollywood movie, you got the director, <laughs> yes, you got the actors, but who's the star of the movie? The special effects people, man. Definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, all these other cats. That's why you and I love the monsters, man. <laughs> so you so don't have a horror cast because... Uh, you know, you saw someone doing to be or not to be. It's like, friends, I am no friend. That's our, that's our bag, baby. And once people realize whether you're doing Shakespeare or whether you're in an Ed Wood film, it's the same damn thing. When you're a kid, they can't tell the difference. I didn't know what a hell of a B movie was when I was a kid. Everybody nowadays is saying, oh, how much did this movie make on its first weekend? Who the hell gives a shit when you're a kid? <laughs> no. Dig it? I knew you could. <laughs> so, uh, who did you uh, pool for your actors and actresses? And usually my family members, like uh, today, I kamikaze bombed them. I woke up. I woke up. Uh, Mike's mom was coming from a long day at work and wondering where her husband is uh, to uh, sleep. And so we said, "Where's he? 
we's coming through. Hollywood is coming through. So we went to the backyard to set up Ashley's shot before you called. <laughs> and I gave uh, Sir uh, Michael, Prince Michael, Megawatt, the uh, tips on how to use the camera. Uh, okay. High-end uh, Lumix uh, Panasonic, if he drops it. Well, and I in Frankenpimp? Sorry? And in Frankenpimp, who did you uh, who did you end up using? Frank, well, which one of these kids I ended up using? <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I, I uh, well, you know, I, I got them from all over. People I'd meet in the laundromat, people I'd meet in the strip club, people I'd meet, like, in my own family. Um, I think in Frankenpimp, I'm not sure who it was I had in there. I know for Vixen Highway, I had uh, Ashley's cousin, Brandon. He played a nerdy kid that was supposed to be one of my character's uh, sons. Okay. And was always getting yelled at, which was fun for me. But yeah, I try to use family as much as possible. Although they don't, they don't like me. I'm the weird uncle. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of being the weird uncle. <laughs> because I'm not done down yet. I mean, although I do have my own businesses and stuff like that, right? Yes, I put on a suit. Yeah, I, yes, I can help you, madam. I do that. But, you know, when I'm hanging with my people at Super Wonder Gallery in Toronto, which is like, like uh, Canada's version of the factory like Warhol used to have, Okay. And then we also got our own Grindhouse Theater, which shows my theaters on my, my regularly, my my um, trailers, my movie trailers on screen. The Kingsway Theater. I want to do a shout out to Etobicoke's Kingsway Theater <laughs> off of Bloor Street West, Toronto. The big six. Yo, yo, yo. Represent. No. Uh, Canada doesn't go represent. They go represent. <laughs> <laughs> we're gentle people here in Toronto. We're clean. We're gentle. We're polite. Don't you realize? Now, how did you meet Vivita? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the guy that owns the Super Wonder Gallery. I mean, the guy that owns the, the movie theater. His name is Rui Pereira. Okay. Very soft-spoken guy. Like he could play the, like the um, the, the soft-spoken police chief against the brash commissioner. Um, Christian Aldo is kind of like my twin. He's about one or two years younger than me. You know, thirty-nine and holding. Okay. <laughs> but uh, he just had a birthday, so we shot. We started first day of shooting actually. Mr. Stregi last week because he's holding a Roman party. <laughs> okay. So like George, so like Roger Corman would do, I said, oh my God, we got a whole set here. He's got coliseums built and statues and stuff. I go, you son of a, Aldo, hey Aldo, we got it, Mr. Christian Aldo, we got a film here. Mm -hmm. And he, he acquiesced, so he's playing himself actually. Okay. So we worked, we actually managed enough to put the whole movie shoehorned into being in about, uh, uh, and I think the catchphrase is, at the Super Wonder Gallery, everyone can hear you scream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I also do the voice for the trailer voiceovers. Anyway. Okay. So that's what's happening. So I involve friends. I involve family. I love the fact that Ashley and Michael are into this. They're the future. So that when I die, right? There's they're, someone they to carry on the franchise. <laughs> yeah. And also learn to use your own money. Don't borrow people's money. They get pissed <laughs> off. Don't return it back to them. So, um, um, what I figured I did. Come with me. I'm going to go take a piss while I'm talking to you. Go, go ahead. I'm going to wash with you right now, brother. You're coming with me. Yeah, <laughs> I got an old bladder, brother. I got a young heart, but an old bladder. You're coming with me. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, keep talking. You can. I'm just going to. You can hear the hollowness of the washroom here so i'll just uh, listen to you while you talk like okay okay sounds like a plan so uh frank and uh, frank and pip uh, now where were uh, where did you film that frank and pip yeah i filmed some of it in the united states and i filmed some of it here in canada and i guess 
for the additional scenes, I uh, I uh, I use green screen okay. for the twenty uh, first century. So twenty first century for the update. I think about one or two years ago. Okay. So yeah, U.S., Canada, and green screen land. Okay. And, or as we call it, Hollyweird. And Vixen Highway. Um, same thing. Same thing. Okay. The rest of them, I think, I filmed. Uh, <coughs> wait a minute. And all, um, yeah, Vixen Highway was also in the states as well. Yeah. Okay. Minneapolis, partly Minneapolis, and uh, yeah, in Canada. Okay. Acid the, Head. Uh, the John buzzer. Irving. He did Vixen Highway. I did Vixen Highway Part Two because I used to have a festival called the Twisted Cinema Festival. Okay. And he did the movie that was a tribute to a homage or a fromage to. Uh, Russ Meyer. Okay. And I was into Russ Meyer, so I said, well, let me do Vixen Highway 2. <laughs> Except I don't really like movies with numbers on them, so I said, Vixen Highway 2006. <laughs> when it was originally supposed to come out, but of course it took a little longer. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> what can you do? Yep. But uh, yeah, Vixen Highway is a U.S.-Canadian thing, too. Okay. I think those were the only two movies that had the U.S.-Canada connection. Okay. So people can't say anything one way or the other about Canadian or American filmmakers. We're all in the same... Asylum business. Okay. And uh, is there anything that uh, you can remember uh, happy, uh, uh, how you fil uh, filmed uh, Vixen um, uh, uh, on the set? Or uh, did, did you film that in digital or analog? Or I think I did a bit, a bit of both on that. Okay. Digital, around the time the, uh, the mini camera that was, was uh, happening, sometimes I said, let me try a phone. Because once you put everything in, in, in digital, I, I degrade it anyways, like what Tarantino does in Grindhouse. Mm -hmm. I put the scratches, the worn-out, projected film look. Yeah. Almost everything I do has that. So it doesn't matter me, a flip or a fly, man, what, what I shoot on. Except, <laughs> of course, green screen, you're going to be needing. I, I use a Lumix for, a Panasonic Lumix 4 for that. Okay. 4K. For the green screen stuff, because I tried it to film green screen myself on the effects were pretty shitty, which you can actually see in <laughs> some of the movies I did before I got started using the 4K. Mm -hmm. um, on the other movies, except for, uh, of course, uh, what Michael's going to be shooting on is for uh, Blood City Cops. Okay. Michael's going to be working with me, the Panasonic Lumix 4 camera. Okay. Um, now, on uh, now, Acid Head and Nosferatu, those were filmed in Canada, correct? I beg your pardon? Uh, 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 uh. Acid Head and uh, uh, the Buzzard Nut uh, Nuts County Slaughter and mm -hmm. uh, Nosferatu versus Father Pipecock and yeah, Sister Yeah, all on IMDb, just uh, search Tony Water to search Tex Water, search Cat Crackman on the famous Google search engine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's all available everywhere. Um, you know, you can get it on, I guess, on Amazon, which, but I prefer for people to just go to TonyWatt.com or, or search out Video on Demand where you can actually see the movie I attended them, how to see it, or um, for all of my titles. Okay. Um, but where uh, those were filmed in Canada, correct? Yes, yes. Yes, everything else other than um, the first two, which was uh, Vixen Highway and uh, Frank and Pimp, yeah, it was filmed in... Well, I can I can tell that you actually had a lot. I can tell that you had a lot of fun filming these, though, uh, 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 from hearing how you talk. <laughs> Listen, I'm a Yankee first and foremost. I mean, I've been born in Jamaica. I'm living in Canada. I'm proud to be Canadian. 
but I'm a Yankee, man. I'm an outlaw like Jesse James and fucking the preacher, man. Just rocking and rolling and whatnot. <laughs> so until I get old, then I can start. Uh, you know. Are there any particular moments? Uh, are there any particular favorite moments from your past films that uh, that that you? Yes, there is actually. Just recently. When you, my favorite goddamn interviewer, told me that you've got all my films, it's a first. I did. For a uh, time I, I, I did. I found them all winter. on. I found. I found them all on Amazon so, uh, and right. bought uh, bought them. Now I didn't know that you could actually watch them longer on your sites. Yeah, but... <laughs> on, yeah, yeah. Just go to TonyWatt.com. Tony, like hey Tony, Watt, like the light bulb down in question, right? Dot com, or you can just go on video on demand, type in. Tony Watt there, and all my <laughs> movies come up. So that's the preferred, or as Tarantino would say, that's my preferred method. <laughs> it may not be 30 millimeter or 150,000 millimeter, but Jesus Christ, go to Vimeo and see my fucking movie. <laughs> sorry. That's my Tarantino. Sorry. I love Tarantino, by the way. In fact, Tarantino is one of my biggest. Sam Rodriguez and Guy Ritchie, as far as modern filmmakers, are my favorites. So I make, uh, I don't make fun of too much of Tarantino, although one has to do his voice um, as a burlesque to get the Tarantino flavor. But Mr. Tarantino is, to me, a huge influence. Although I may be a few years younger than him, maybe five, but he started out before I did, stopped being a strip club MC and decided to be a filmmaker. He was one of my influences because what happened, bro, is, is okay, you know in that's what I call getting some head. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, before we go on, uh, this uh, first little bit was uh, myself and uh, Tony Watt uh, while he was on set with Blood City Cops, and uh, we got cut off, and... Uh, I was unable to record the rest of the conversation, so weeks later, I attempted to retry, and I thought I had gotten um, uh, gotten some of the preliminary uh, films out of the way, I, but um, Tony Tex Watt is a director that is a Cuban-American that, was, uh, that uh, lived in... New York and uh, and for oh, quite some time Texas and then eventually moved up uh, into Canada and uh, I wanted to get uh, uh, an exclusive interview uh, about the character of uh, a director uh, because I believe that uh, every single person no matter how bad their films deserves a story and uh, I wanted to get that st uh, 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 story and th uh, though this kind of uh, this interview kind of skips around um, uh, I had great fun uh, <coughs> with the conversations that I had with this man and uh, I considered him a friend um, I'm glad that uh, I was uh, able to get a cool interview, uh, and I, I hope to work with this gentleman in the, in the future. So, in any case, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, enjoy the show. All right, once again, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Ah! I didn't mean to 
Alrighty, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Inside Movies Galore. Uh, we had a short break, uh, really short. <laughs> yeah, and, we had a short time to break wind. <laughs> <laughs> and here I, I am back in the room with uh, Mr. Tony Watt, uh, a.k.a. What, what what is your horror host Tex. name? Tex, I'm Tex. Tex Watt to the kitties. Uh, horror host, uh, Count Cracula, world-renowned uh, Talk show horror host, a legend in his own mind. <laughs> and last we left you, I you were... like this. Okay, anyone don't know. I talk like this when I'm in that mood, but I'm not stoned right now, so I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> the last time I interviewed with Mr. David here, he I was stoned, and I got legal pot, legal pot here in Canada. And I'm apologizing to you for the uh, earlier shot <laughs> shot that you did uh, 20 years ago. Uh, I'm sorry, was that 20 weeks ago? From uh, 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 what I rem remember, so why don't we talk about um, some of your experiences with your um, second fe uh, feature f film, which uh, I believe was uh, Vixen Highway. Vixen Highway. Oh yes. Uh, let me pull that up on IMDb as we speak, so that I can actually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old old fella here. I'm not as young as you used to be. I, I have to. That's Frank and Pink we're talking about? Yep. Or uh, uh, actually, Vixen, Vixen Highway. Highway. Uh, Vixen okay, Highway. I'll pull it up on IMDb right now so that I can uh, put everything into order and uh, not be as disorientated as I was uh, <laughs> 20 years ago. Okay, I'm back. Here we are. Yep. Lovely poster. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so apparently you filmed it in 2010. Who did you uh, go, uh, go out and... Uh, um, find for uh, to act and star in your films or in your film well, Vixen Highway well, well uh, Vivita the lovely actress Vivita who's also my business partner we uh, we own a spa and uh, and a brand of lotions oils and natural creams and stuff like that okay and uh, how did you uh, how did you end up meeting her originally uh, the, the world famous Vivita who was a star in of a lot of the films I've made. Uh, we actually made, you know what? There, it's kind of funny, I'm talking to you on this. There's a site called meetup.com. I'm actually right now, because I have a site on it for the, as you belong to the I Love Bad Movies uh, Toronto Division uh, site. Okay. Uh, Toronto. Ch Are you threatening me? Nay, my bunghole will ask the questions. Yeah, you can always edit it together. They don't know. <laughs> so, um, you were saying uh, how you had a website uh, 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 with Meetup? Yes, yes. It's called meetup.com. I have, I, I, other than the Facebook, I have a site called iHeart. Oh, David. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay, good. Sorry about that. I thought you went off. Because <laughs> I like to know for myself. At any rate, um, yeah, so what happened was, because, uh, you know, the internet was so new back then. I think it was, I joined it probably 2006 or something like that, the meetup group. You know, they usually use me to meet chicks, but it was a different thing for me. I was only not only there to meet chicks, <laughs> but I was also there because they had a, a set where you can also meet within this group um, 
whatever topic, whether you're stamp collector, automobile enthusiast, or, you know. Okay. Uh, in my case, I went to the film section, and funny enough, I, it wasn't editing at that point. I was actually looking for an editor and an actress, and I found this this sexy uh, Mediterranean-looking woman uh, is actually from Iraq. It's kind of funny because I actually fought in Iraq. Excuse my language. I actually went to make friends in Iraq. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with her, it was like either, you know, you, you, um, I beat the enemy. Never mind. So anyway, <laughs> so what happened is we ended up uh, dating. Okay. And uh, she was in my movies because obviously, uh, you know, that's the, uh, she made me do the catching couch, the couch thing. I was very fragile and she was gentle <laughs> uh she was way loyal at any rate um so what happened is that uh we eventually uh, hooked up and she taught me how to edit and i taught her how to act okay very and, cool and uh so we basically did a twofer because i was uh working on frankenship and, and also uh, uh you had you like had told me uh if i remember correctly you had told me you'd worked as a bouncer at one point in time, and then you a did bouncer? some, or well, at one point in time, uh, 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 or maybe uh, DJ, uh, yeah, DJ, yeah, I'm too sexy to be a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you worked in advertising. You worked in advertising. Sorry, sir. You worked in advertising at one point in time, correct? Advertising. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a commercial artist, cartoonist. Yeah, I do it all. I. Uh, you know, like, you know, you, you got to stretch yourself out. You know, I can't do one thing all the time. So, you know, you, I, what I do is I, you know, once I get tired of people, <laughs> I, I either draw, uh, like I create a, a graphic novel, kids book, now under contract I'm doing kids books, or uh, or I write a book. I uh, I can't do one thing all the time. I get, You know, you got to keep things moving. You know, case in point to all you multimedia artists, I heard about this French, and we'll get back to the Vida, but I heard about this French or, or some European uh, uh, great author that he had a typewriter in every room and he'd be writing a book in every room so he doesn't get bored so he worked he has one novel here one novel there mm -hmm. and I kind of I use that as as my thing too because you can't do one thing all the time no and you got to spice it up a little bit a bit switch it around so yeah and, and I'm old school because you know I used to read I mean comics was what a kid could collect and he can afford he can own it Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't have to ask his parents' permission. So I grew up loving comic books, I, which is what I started. I want to be a cartoonist for Marvel, but then I ended up uh, not getting into Marvel or DC. So I said, well, you know, Robert Crumb is a cool guy. I can be influenced by Zap Comics. So I fluctuate between being a, you know, uh, mainstream cartoonist type to an underground cartoonist, which is a really cool thing because, well, anyways, that's branched over to my filmmaking because, you know, as Will Eisner says, it's all essential art. And of course, you know, if you look at the video screen, or the editing booth these days, you can see that each thing you you, you have as a as a pixel or whatever that you're doing in Adobe <laughs> looks like a comic book. So I'm able to use the sequential art thing I learned from cartooning and the 80s rock video editing because uh, <laughs> I never thought I'd ever be a filmmaker, uh, which is what made me a filmmaker. The combination of watching shitloads of rock videos because I wanted to be a rock star when I was younger and to watch videos. So that's how I learned filmmaking at one point. And okay. of course, the sequential art, I knew how to write. So uh, my books are basically human comic books. And Levita is a human comic book herself. Well, why don't you uh, give me a rundown of what uh, what you think um, uh, 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 Vixen Highway uh, uh, 2006, It Came From Uranus, is all about? <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, we can buy, let me put that on the, on the uh, ID page. I kind of, I kind of like chatting between, uh, going between the I Love Bad Movies site. Um, oh, by the way, before I, I, I like, it's kind of a good segue here. On the I Love Bad Movies uh, meetup and the Facebook group, the I Heart Bad Movies, uh, is that there's a theater in Toronto here called the Kingsway Theater. Okay. And they have a creature feature, as you know, because you're on the, in the, in the group. You can invite your friends too if you wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a double feature where you see, you know, old uh, Grindhouse movies, old DVD slash uh, VHS kind of related out of print uh, public domain stuff or whatever. Uh, well, actually, it's not all public domain all the time, <laughs> but they have a double feature which you get in for free, but you pay for the beer and you eat, you eat popcorn here. And okay. a lot of people, because we're in Canada, like to take the um, the, uh, the thing here, they, they call, uh, they like to eat this thing called uh, shatter bars, okay. which are marijuana-infused chocolate bars if they're too bashful. <laughs> to be smoking up outside and sharing spit on a piece of paper outside. So they go in, they enjoy the movies. It's like a rock concert because what we do is we're enthusiasts. We're, we're movie, uh, B-movie enthusiasts. And we talk and we talk about it. Like, you know, like how Quentin Tarantino's got his own film studio and they yell at the screen and shit. Well, that's what we do here in Canada. We're not so polite. Here. We like to yell at the screen and shit. This guy, they do hollow. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the, that, that there is what I'm doing right now, actually, as I'm speaking to you. I'm actually uh, updating the double feature that's going to be playing this Friday. Uh, just for FYI, it's going to be, where the hell is it? Shit, where the hell is it? Autopsy and another movie, which I can't, I, I know I jump around. But <laughs> that's okay. Here, so I'm working on that now for this, this Friday. That's okay. Anyway, I jump so, around as an interviewer, so too. So have it. <laughs> so, so at, at the Kingsway Theater on the Friday, uh, we call it Fri- Ferris Free Fridays. Uh, a lot of my actors, fellow filmmakers, and film fans, which were all the same thing, because we're all film fans. Yeah, which is good. Because I, when I hosted the uh, film festival in Port Horror, uh, Port Hope, Ontario, which is called Port Horror, um, I, I had that analogy on stage. Well, I was stoned. I said, "Wait a minute, we're all film fans." Because the thing is, man, it's like we all love these special effects guys like Savini, mm-hmm. and 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 we also like the, the, the actresses like Barbara Steele, mm-hmm. and you know, being beat movie fans, we love lots of fire movies and shit. So that's why I took <laughs> from the best of the Port Horror Festival people, I started the Count Crackula Crackula Fest, which is being shown at the Kingsway Theater, where everyone can have their short movies or. Um, or, or trailers being shown on the big screen. Because you can't watch movies, man. Like, David Lynch was right. You can't watch movies on your phone. you got to see it on the big screen. Exactly. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but the whole segue thing is all you independent filmmakers out there got to go to your movie theaters because what are they playing in between the freaking thing? Advertisements <laughs> for Pontiac or something? you got to ask them, hey, play my, play my trailer. They have a video. They can screen video shit there. That, you know? <laughs> anyway, so that's what the Kingsway Theater is doing. They started a precedent. Where I said, hey, they're playing mine. They're playing like Vixen Highway, as you spoke of trailers. They're playing Frank trailers. They're playing Knott's Rocky versus Father Pycock and Funk trailers and whatever film I'm missing. And uh, say, I said, I got to tell it. I got to, because I'm seeing my shit shown on the big screen, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get other people to get that thrill of seeing this stuff on the big screen. And it's working. It's happening. This place is becoming filled up. David, ever since we started the interview, before I went to the Port Horror Festival, before I decided to use my um, credentials from that to start the Count Crackula Fest, or the Crackula Fest, it's actually 
Uh, the, uh, let me fuck. What's the name of it? <laughs> it's just got a long name. <laughs> but I, I don't mean to jump around here, but we aren't promoting independent film, are we not? Uh, correct. So, so what we're doing is we got to let people know these ideas have, like the Twisted Cinema Shorts and Trailer Trash Crackula Fest. Go to your local theater and say, hey, man, instead of playing Star Wars 25, <laughs> put in my movie, you know, Back End Rooster Part 6, which I'm get, playing on my phone, but no one else has seen it. Put it on your theater so they can go to my website. So they get can, back, I, I relax, laugh, so and enjoy can yourself. Order it on Vimeo On Demand or whatever the hell it <laughs> Sorry about that. Phew. Speaking of which, the aggregators just uh, an aggregator, a film aggregator called Distributors closed down, which I'm sorry for most filmmakers that have their files in that thing, but I've always done the um, Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith uh, Roadshow Barker Carnival thing with my movies. Mm -hmm. I've got the individual theaters and promoted it. If I didn't play in my rock band before the thing or anything like that, always do it yourself because if you give your film over to a distributor or an aggregator, whatever the fuck it's called, they're not going to promote you. They're just going to stockpile your film and try to sell it to Sony. What's <laughs> 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 the catalog they got? You got to do it yourself, man. If you're going to become a fucking filmmaker, you put your actors through fucking rolling around in red Cairo syrup, what red red uh, food coloring Cairo syrup. You got to <laughs> promote your film. You can't just put it on a shelf and work on your next film. You owe it to your actors, and you fucking actors out there, you owe it to your filmmakers to go on to blog sites like David's and and whatever these podcasters and shit you got to go on and say hey man i'm in this cool movie called back end rooster you can't just fucking make a film and fucking move on to make another fucking film no you gotta promote the fuck out of it and i'm using fuck because fuck's not a swear word fuck is also a, to make a point because someone could be eating this this spaghetti and they go fuck what the fuck you say you say pussy what is it <laughs> oh, you know what i mean attention so i'm it's like an exclamation mark Promote your film, actors, promote your filmmakers, and go to your theater and say, play my fucking trailer, motherfucker. <laughs> and if you have a nice short, if the, the trailer people, are, if the film people are nice, they got the projectors, they got to do it. Well, you got to do something about this because there's only five or four or five top filmmaking companies and shitloads of filmmakers that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. So that's why you should watch, read a book called Make Your Own Damn Movie by Lloyd Kaufman from Trauma Films. Yes, that's right, kids. You can also get it, download it. I don't know for free because I know you kids like to do it for free, you millennials. But <laughs> make your own damn movie by Lloyd Kaufman. It's a good start. He's got a lot of great movies. He's also got a tutorial on film called Make Your Own Damn Movie. You watch that movie, you're going to learn from Lloyd Kaufman because he's the last major independent studio next to mine out there. And I just say next to mine because I kick ass. Anyway, <laughs> Enough about me. What about you, buddy? Well, um, going back to. Uh, uh, Vixen Highway. Um, tell me what yeah, uh, what you think it's about. Oh, about a hour and a half. Filmmaker makes a stupid joke like that. No, it's uh, basically it's what it says. Rock star Barbie Barzell awaits a liver transplant from a psychotic finisher, excuse me, fugitive of the law as a vengeful uh, blood demon alien collected a past debt. Now I got a I got a, a segue here. Um, actually, this movie I had a friend of mine named John Irving from Minnesota. Okay. He made a movie called Dixon Highway, which was influenced by Russ Meyer. Um, I uh, about uh, 12, 15 or seventeen or years ago, I had a the same festival which I'm running at Kingsway. I did it out of a thing called Cineforum here in Toronto, which um, Chris Frick, Lucy for and Stimpy used to go to get his cartoon Jones before he moved to the United States okay. to work with Ralph Bakshi. 
I was a, this was a famous screening house. I used to run the Twisted Cinema there before I got up. And with a screening room and a living room, I'm doing it on the big screen now, but be as it may, uh, where the fuck was I going with this? Shit. What was the question again? Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. About uh, Vixen Highway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I lost my fucking train of thought. Well, you oh, were yeah, talking John about... Irving, John Irving, who made Vixen Highway, right, was one of the filmmakers that gave his film into my festival. Okay. At Twisted Cinema back in the day. It's, I think he made the movie in 2001, 2002. Okay. And he was always wanting me to work with him on a film. And he had a whole bunch of screenplays, and I said, man, you know, the best one you have is your Russ Meyer-influenced movie, Vixen Highway, mm-hmm. you know, which is basically a spoof on Super Vixens and shit, because Meyer kicks ass, you know. I okay. love Russ Meyer. At any rate, uh, so I did Vixen Highway 2006 while I was in the middle of Frankenpin, because he and I just kept going on and on. He told me, you got to work with me. I went over and I said, fuck it. <laughs> okay, pretty women in a movie? Fine. I got Vivita, I got uh, some other Playboy model types and stuff, like Alyssa Paulette and, well, and uh, Amabel Thingson. Uh, I can put that in this fucking movie. And, of course, uh, one of my favorite actresses ever would be Angela Faulkner, who played Ingrid. She's okay. a sweetie pie, I love her. Um, at any rate, so I was fucking uh, doing two movies at once. I was doing Frank and Tip and Vixen Highway. I was juggling it, <laughs> and I was trying to juggle their tits. <laughs> anyway, what I'm getting at, what am I, I lost train of thought. I said tits. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, Vixen, so John Irving from Minnesota, my, my, uh, uh, he was the main influence that made me do Vixen Highway 2000. Because he and I, just like you and I, had an affinity for B movies, and he loved Russ Meyer, and so did I. And that was when I was just starting to get into filmmaking. Okay. So, Vixen Highway is a result from two B filmmakers that have a lust for B, uh, Russ Meyer films and decided to emulate him. Is there any? And, uh, is there my any? My friend per- David uh, Kingpin Lee. Okay. Uh, he saw the movie, The Rough Cut, and he says, "Where's the Vixen?" Because I only had them on the post, right? Uh huh. It was like, oh fuck, I forgot to put in the Vixen. So I said, V, can you get into these costumes? Because I gotta have a sequence with the Vixens. I can't just have people refer to them. I gotta have the actual Vixens. So she dressed up in three costumes. One is an Ara- uh, an Arabic, which is what she is. <laughs> One is a, a, a chick with an eye patch, right? Okay. And, uh, the Negro character. Actually, these were the... Yeah. He tasks me. He tasks me, and I shall have him. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. Uh, like, uh, like how I got Vida to dress up in three costumes, and my friend David Kingpin Lee, he, he and I started out in the industry at the same time with a town called Brampton, Ontario here. At any rate, he was the one who watched the rough cut again, like I said, so I got Vida to dress up like the three main characters from the original movie called Vixen Highway, and it's called Vixen Highway 2, so called Vixen Highway 2006, because at that time, that time, when they finished in 2006. Okay. Yeah, I finished in 2006. So Vida ended up playing three roles. We did the uh, trickery, the, uh, the, the, the screen trickery, where we were able to make her 
on screen as three different characters shooting off her guns and shit. <laughs> and that made the movie. It's one of my more popular titles, I must say. Well, okay. obviously, if you got five attractive-looking chicks on the cover, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to with explosion in the background like Charlie's Angels. What can you do? Now, you if there from the best. now if there was any particular moment that you would like to remember from the set, um, what would it be? From the set? Yeah. Nipple rouge. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, myself. Uh, let me think. My favorite scene, I thought it would be the scene where I shot the Vita as the, uh, gang. uh because uh, she was in one suit where she was wearing a skimpy harem outfit, and this old man was out the window going, I was dying, he's fucking with my shot, me and David had set up our tripod <laughs> to hold the, the background shot to keep it uniform, you know, yeah. so that when we put again shooting another gun at the cop cars and shit, it would stay steady, but it kind of moved a little bit, so they could kind of look at the shot, it's a bit off, but we got it going. And I have to explain to the guy that, no, we're not shooting a porno, bro, it's a B-movie, for fuck's sakes. And it's like, uh, we mellowed him out, I think we gave him a joint or something, mellowed him out, and uh, then we were able to shoot the scene. So if you ask him about Vixen Highway, other than the fact of the lovely Angela Faulkner, who looks so good on the screen, and I must, as far as my favorite B-movie actresses, Angela Faulkner, Amabel Simpson, and a lady named Ash, Ashley Garbett, who okay. played my girlfriend in it, the redhead, you know? Wonderful. I love those girls. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, there's other girls, too. My, my sister, um, I got my, now I got two of my sisters in my movie. Uh, we got uh, Jackie. Uh, my sister Jackie, she plays a reporter, I think, in uh, in, Vix, in Vixen Highway. Okay. And I got my other sister, her almost like her twin, Natasha, playing in, um, I think, Frank and Fifth Revenge. I made a, I'm making that right now, as well as Blood City Cops, which I'm shooting next year. Okay. And, um, and, and whatever I'm shooting with you, I can always uh, get you in there, too, because I love you, man. Honest <laughs> to God. This is not Hollywood. I love you, baby. Booby schnooky. No, <laughs> David, you're, you're good, man. I got to say. Alrighty. Well, in, in any case, uh, uh, now, how was uh, how was this film's reception to the, your community uh, up there in Canada? Canada's very kind of, as far as the artists are laid back, Canada's very edgy. Like, if you see the old movies, or, you know, Lumberjacks, and you got the newfies there, they go crazy because they love to drink, you know, they love to drink and, you know, drink their screech and shit. But the perception of Canada, everyone says about Toronto, because Toronto's pretty laid back, almost like uh, California meets New York, right? Which is where I live, right? Well, yeah. You got, you got the artist, artistic side, and you got the Bay Street, the, like the, well, it's Bay Street, we call it here. But we and like I understand you were still in Texas crowd. while you were filming uh, filming the, uh, this film. So, uh, so uh, it, it, the transition from Texas to uh, Can Canada was... Uh, probably a little different experience, eh? Yeah, yeah, because in Texas, man, everything's big. In Canada, uh, for the most part, they're laid back, even though they're wild as Canada's anywhere else, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm a I'm a suburban. I'm a, a suburban. I'm a I drink bourbon. I'm being modern. I and lots of anyway. I'm a suburban kid, and so it's like middle between your rural. So we make fun of rural folks, and we make fun of the city folks. So I'm kind of caught in the middle. See, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, uh, and you got two ways of looking at things because, you know, rural people are in the middle, you can make fun of anybody, right? Where's the city <laughs> folks? 
you know, they got their own groove in the country, folks. So you asked me sort of the difference between the U.S. and Texas. Well, uh, a, a Texan would say, fuck you, and a Canadian would say, fuck you behind your back. <laughs> That's basically the difference. Okay. Um, now, yeah. moving on to um, your next f uh, film, um, which I believe is uh, Acid Head, correct? Yeah, Acid Head, the Buzzard County Slaughter. I'm going to bring that up so I can be lucid with that as well. Okay, here we are. What's that, What's that movie again? Uh, Acid Head, the Buzzard Nuts oh, County. Oh, Acid Head, the Buzzard Nuts County Slaughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I covered that in a radio show called that Texas Texas Rodeo, whatever. It's on Vimeo. You have to look me up on there. <laughs> Texas Rodeo Broadcast or Movie Rodeo. I don't know what the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. At any rate, yeah, I did that there with a friend of mine called uh, Lewis Mercer. Uh, we had a band called the Bomb Band, and uh, we played. We had like Dancing Girls and Go Go Girls, kind of inspired by uh, by uh, Russ Meyer movies. And we'd play our rock and roll, and we'd write songs like Dirty Rock and Roll, which we used in the soundtrack for uh, for uh, Acid Head, the Buzzinuts County Slaughter. And uh, there's a fellow named Evan Van Belkin, who was a horror writer, okay. who had a song, uh, who had a, a thing called, uh, fuck, I can't remember, it was Slash Face, Slide Face. Anyways, it was a short, he didn't, he, uh, I, I was reading, because he was from Brampton, Okay, like I said, I lived in Brampton, Ontario as well. His name is Edo Van Belkin. In fact, let me look it up so I can remember the name of that thing. I think it's called Slash Face or Slash. Anyway, if people look it up, they can do it on their own. It's about this chick that, um, I don't know if she got slashed in the Real face zombies? or she them. It's kind of like one of those stories like you know, the video Jeremy's calling where she goes berserk. Okay. So... So I think, I, I'm not sure, I can't remember exactly how it worked out, but look up Edo, Edo, E-D-O, Van Belkin. <laughs> um, I, 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 uh, his his uh, son named Luke Van Belkin, I, I I'm also an actor, I acted in a movie called uh, Zombie Night 2, and they were doing the sequel called Real Zombies, and I, at that point I was in contact to try to adapt one of his books. I eventually adapt. Well, I didn't really adapt one of his short stories, but it. I made it instead of her being slashed in the face. I made her have acid thrown on her. So Edo Luke Van Belkin also acted, and it was superb. And he played the agent that was peeking in on the Playboy model Alana Taylor. Okay. It's a funny scene. I don't know if you remember it, but anyway. Um, so I got him to act in it because he came to audition for Real Zombies, which I was also playing, uh, and I was also a casting agent for that. So Edo showed up with his son, the, the Canadian author, the Canadian horror author, Edo, E-D-O-B-A-N-B-E-L-K-O-M, and Belkin. Google it, kids! <laughs> and uh, so, so, so Luke, who's a tremendous actor, I wish he continued with it because he's uh, one of the more talented actors I've had okay. as male actors in my movies. Uh, I said, look, man, just I, 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 I'm having trouble with this scene. Can you just write part there so I gave an additional material credit so that he can you know like his dad be involved in the horror genre um, eventually I he asked me to call him Mike McMurchie because he auditioned for a Christian channel and they they looked up Luke Van Belkin and they saw that he was a fucking actor and slash uh, I don't know what else he did in, but they, they saw that he was involved with acid at the Muslims County spot and he lost he lost the Christian channel yeah. editing position because he was involved in my fucking movie, right? Uh -huh. So, so, so we had to give him credit as Mike McMurchie because he lived on McMurchie Street in Brampton. 
that's, there's, there's a background story to that. But the main thing about Acid Head was Vavita, again, stars as my main scream queen. Okay. Vavita's tremendous scream queen. She's a businesswoman. She's running Vavita, uh, our own uh, products that we're branding off of, of spa products and stuff. But uh, yeah, on the poster, she mostly designed the poster. I did the uh, initial because I'm a cartoonist. I had her stand there with a knife in front of her. And I superimposed Lana Taylor, the Playboy model, who acted as, as Lana Mercer, my buddy uh, Lewis Mercer, who plays himself in the movie. I said, I'm going to lend you my, my uh, hat from, from fucking uh, uh, Vixen Highway 2006, and you're going to play what I would be playing this, this cowboy renegade. And he has a pretty shady character anyway, so I had him play like an outlaw. <laughs> which a lot of the B-movies had back in the 70s, which is, I'm very influenced by 70s B-movies and 60s B-movies, <laughs> like Easy Rider and such. And uh, so I said, yeah, let's just be ourselves. It's like, you know, we're just this rock and roll guy. I said, and at that time, he was my best friend because we were in band together. And, you know, when you're in a band, you're an outlaw anyways. I mean, you know, ladies, you know, like cowboys and they like band members. It's almost like you're an outlaw. <laughs> so if you're like an outsider in those days, before everyone became material, <laughs> uh, they like the outsider artistic types, and uh, so what happened was um, uh, Lewis uh, basically uh, played a, a guy that went around, you know, bawling chicks, and yeah, I made him a singing cowboy because I'm from <laughs> Texas and I like Gene Autry and I like Roy <laughs> Rogers too, and I think they're as valid as Clint Eastwood. So he played a combination of singing cowboy, and we had uh, wrapped it around his and my character i think i played a, a loser guy named butch thunderfuck mm-hmm. i made an indian to counter his um to counter his cowboy scenes <laughs> and uh in, in tex watts rodeo podcast or whatever the fuck it is i had i only did one episode i'm not gonna make it like i gotta do one every week or every month <laughs> I, we spoke about how i shot at him with real bullets and i said i missed him because i shoot back a fucking storm trooper <laughs> anyway so, yeah, so this got a bunch of buddies that made a movie and wrapped it around their, their shitty personalities uh, on a on a angle of uh, using uh, um, Ado Van Valken's uh, book, which look it up as I speak to you. Uh, I'll do that while we're talking. So if I kind of lose my place and I always have in this interview. Not a problem. Uh, um, so uh, if there was a specific, I'm not sure. If anyway, there was a specific so that's scene. that's how that movie came to be. And also, I wanted to put titties on the screen too. Bouncy, bouncy, shoot, shoot, bounce, bounce. And oh, by the way, I gotta admit, I gotta, I haven't mentioned the famous Deanna Faye Prawl. Uh, she's been in most of my movies, doing a lot of the T and A scenes. Uh, she's gonna be, she's now moved up to an above the title actress. Uh, she's gonna be, I think, in. Um, well, she's already gonna, she's already in the movie I'm shooting now called Frankenstein's Revenge, but she's also gonna be one of the main, uh, the main uh, monster. In that Blood City Cops, which I'm shooting next year in 2020. Awesome. Hopefully, yeah, finished editing Frankenstein's Revenge, which I'm vigilantly trying to do. Awesome. Phew. Uh, so there you go. That, that, uh, that's that's uh, that's Acid Head uh, about a, a goth chick that kills people. Okay. And uh, that there, I bully bully culture before bully culture was tackled. They fucked with a wrong goth chick, son. <laughs> now, if there and, was a uh, and I got to shoot, uh, I got to take out the native rage by shooting at uh, at uh, Lewis Mercer's pickup truck, the cowboy, and he looks back and he goes, eh. <laughs> "What a thrill it is to be here tonight on this little special." 
course, you'll hear some numbers, old and new, made by great artists of the past, like Henry Burr, Irving Kaufman, Harry Richmond, Maurice Chevalier, and all the rest of them. God bless them all. Where did we leave off? Right when you were talking about the uh, 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 Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys, how it was like I was able to put a, 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 an Indian shooting at a Cowboy as opposed to the other way around. <laughs> And shooting like a stormtrooper and missing the son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. He improvised a line where the truck is. I had to shoot inside the truck of him looking backwards and I, when I'm blowing out his, his rear uh, window and shit. So I superimposed glass, but I was in this thing shooting at him, and he improvised. That's one pissed off Indian, and I loved it. I said, I'll keep that. So Lewis, if you're listening to this amazing podcast, yes, sir, I did give you credit for your. Genius in my genius movie. <laughs> now, was that your favorite uh, shot that you would think? No, my think? favorite line, actually, when he said that's one pissed off Indian, <laughs> I think the idea that the Indian rage, the native uh, indigenous people's rage uh, in my character, Butch Thunderfuck, who uh, I play a, a native, uh, and, uh, 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 and Lana Mercer's boyfriend, the Playboy model, which is why I, I like to cast myself as the boyfriend of Playboy models, because I write the shit. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so yeah, that's a good thing about being a screenwriter. Is it's like shit. I'm in bed with two girls. I want to write five girls, <laughs> and the pen just writes it, and you and you cast it. <laughs> now, uh, what would it. your favorite shot from uh, Acid Head be? I say, other than Vivita slashing the shit out of uh, her twin sister. She played by herself again in a dual role. Um, I'd say Lana Mercer's uh, shower scene where uh, Luke Van Belkin's looking through the peephole, and I can't get too much in it because a lot of people buy the DVD on video on demand, video <laughs> pro. You can buy it to, you know, all my movies. Uh, I don't know if you got to the last interview, but all Tony Tex Watt movies are available in real the way I want it, like George Lucas and his uh, Star Wars retreads. <laughs> is on Vimeo on demand. Just uh, search Tony Watt or Tex Watt or Tony Tex Watt, and you get the the added bonus shit that they the distributors would not allow. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, uh, how <laughs> was how was Acid Head's uh, reception to your film uh, film community? My films you? all sell. <laughs> the thing is, this thing is it's a good thing about bad B movies. I don't know if you had this in your last thing, but I I got from the Moria site that's such a major fantasy science fiction horror site worst filmmaker three times of the year worst film twice two years in a row with uh frank and pimp and vixen highway and i think i skipped one and i did more either to ask to to, to acid head or maybe it was nosferatu versus Pi no he loved nosferatu versus father pipe but i do believe acid head was also a worst film of the year and on IMDb, I, I have the lowest scores of any fucking filmmakers. And with all those ineptitudes, I got an aptitude out of it because, I, as you know, I just hosted last month the, uh, the Port Horror Festival. So, you I mean, you can lose and win at the same time. And, you know, <laughs> so it's good. Awesome. Uh, moving on to uh, Nosferatu versus uh, Father Pipecock and Sister Funk. How did you get involved with that production? And did you work with anyone um, newer as an actor or an actress? Uh, Father Pipecock and Sister Funk? Yeah. 
Are you talking about Nosferatu versus Father Pycock and Sister Fuck? Yes. Okay. Um, what happened there was, remember I spoke of that fellow, Reg Hard, who's got the Cineforum in, uh, in uh, Toronto? Oh, before I forget, because it, it's... I don't know if we're going to get to Bloodsley Cops. I'm going to do a shout-out to, to my new find, uh, an undiscovered treasure named Christian Aldo, who's uh, also a filmmaker, head of Dracula, which is on YouTube. No, Will of Dracula, which is on YouTube. I'm working with him on a movie called Bloodsley Cops. I just want to shout-out him because he's got the Super Wonder Gallery, which is like uh, how uh, uh, in Toronto, which is off of Bloor uh, Street West. Uh, it's like the factory. It's like an Andy Warhol thing. I want to shout-out to him, too, because I might forget. Anyways, coming back to it, it's the Cineforum with Reg Hart, that screening room, the guy in the guy's living room, like I told you, the, uh, yeah. the famous uh, screener. Yeah. Well, I went with Vita, the horror actress Vita, the screen queen Vita, star of Acid Head, uh, Frank and Pimp, uh, Nosferatu, uh, uh, whatever the fuck. <laughs> she was wondering how when we saw this, uh, this, this, he did a remix of Nosferatu with... Um, the band called uh, shit. What's that band that did the album Kid A, Kid One A? I'm a creep. Whatever. What's that? What's that band? I'm a widow. What's in that band? That English band. Ah, uh, trying to. That think. thing's creep. What am I doing here? <laughs> anyway, that fucking band. He did a. I love the band. I'm not saying fucking. But anyway, <laughs> they did a. They, he did a remix of their music, kind of like how people like to put Wizard of Oz with. Uh, And that actually is, and of course, the 
chick with a huge tits yeah. on the cover uh, makes it one of my major sellers. And uh, it's also available on Vimeo on Demand. Google, <laughs> not Froth, who were all the pockets. You won't be regretting it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, now, is there a favorite shot that uh, you uh, like from this particular film? Yeah, the the vampire mistress, because uh, you know how Dracula had mistresses, right? So I had the, the this chick when the black the black faced character Papa Pipecock, uh, influenced by Al Jolson. Oh, let me a little backstory on that. I figured. If they made black exploitation movies back in the 30s and they're doing the old Jolson mammy shit, uh-huh. I figured a, a, a minstrel black exploitation shaft type character who would be like the vampire killer like in old Hammer movies <laughs> would be out of this movie. And I figured, well, uh, Nosferatu didn't have mistresses because it was, a, of course, you know, Nosferatu was a rip on Dracula. Dracula had mistresses. I mean, you know, L- uh, Bella Lugosi was bitling. So I put in, I put in the, I put in the, uh, the girls and yes, yeah, so to answer your question, the shot where, uh, the blonde lady jiggles her memories at the, uh, character father Pipecock. I say that, 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 that filming that scene made my toe shoot to my boot. <laughs> and of course the Vita as, as, uh, as a nun saying, Oh, after she shot the shit out of the vampire, that's going, all in a day's work for the church. <laughs> Interview. Awesome. In fact, David is in the background saying, what are you, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm doing an interview with David. <laughs> yeah. So, so ultimately... So there you go. So Vivita's here. Like, we're talking about her. She's there. Say hello to David, Vivita. Just say hello to David. Say hello. Louder, he can't hear you. Say hello to David. She says, hi. Hello. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, so the, the shot of her saying all in a day's work for a church and the church on the on the trailer and the, the girl uh, shaking it. Okay. Uh, of course, I was having fun and I, I, when he got a legend like Matt Shrek, like the original <laughs> rat-faced horror actor before Bela Lugosi made it his own, it was a thrill. It was an honor to be working with this 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 film uh, make uh, this film shot by a brilliant film. Uh, who made the original Nosferatu, <laughs> um, who deserves an honorary mention because Nosferatu is one of the best goddamn horror movies ever made, um, directed by F.W. Murnau. And I got to thank Mr. Murnau and company <laughs> for uh, having me uh, do a rip on, on their brilliant, brilliant movie. It's, it's, it's one of my most popular ones. And actually, the same site that gave me Worst Filmmaker of the Year, he said even... Even Watt could not ruin this film <laughs> with his fart jokes and sound effects, which I thought was an honor. I mean, you can't ruin a good movie, man. No. Even no matter how hard I try, you can't, you can't, you can't ruin a classic like Nosferatu. And you know, hats off to F.W. Murnau, you movie-making son of a bitch. <laughs> now um, that uh... 7.9 on IMDb as we speak. Now where uh, I'm reading. Just... Just, just going to ask you real, real quick now. Where did you film um, Fixin' Highway, Acid Head, and Nosferatu? Uh, one second. Let me plug in my phone before it goes, before it dies. Okay. Plugging in my phone, David. Sounds good. I had you. I didn't have you on speaker because I respect you. <laughs> okay. One second. Plugged in. Done. 
Okay, are you still there, sir? Yep. Okay, ask me the question again. Um, now, um, where did you... Last, those movies? Oh, yeah. I can answer those, that question. Canada. Uh, Toronto, Canada. Uh, Brampton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, there you have it. Okay. Uh, if you ask me about, uh, if you ask me about uh, Vixen Highway 2006, some of it was filmed in uh, Milwaukee, USA. Okay. Uh, you know, the footage, uh, John Irving supplied me that footage, the uh, filmmaker of Vixen Highway, which is not a film I was involved with. I did the, the homage, as it were, the fromage. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> in, to his movie and Russ Meyer, which was basically Rolf giving a big up to Russ Meyer because he was a tremendous filmmaker. I could watch his movies endlessly. <laughs> now, why don't you tell us about Blood City Cops? Uh, what, City what Cops. that is about. There we go. Well, you know, I, I, I read a lot of, of uh, filmmaker books, right? And uh, to, tutorials and DVD extras and shit. So I'm kind of well-versed, like Tarantino is. I'm not going to imitate him like I did the last time because it sounded like I was making fun of him. But I think it's hard to imitate <laughs> the gentleman without getting his basic character. So I won't do that at this point. Um, what was the question? Um, why don't you tell uh, tell us what uh, Blood City Cops is all about? For, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about uh, Roger Corman now. Yeah, okay. So since I study movies like Tarantino, Roger Corman is a major influence because he actually did one of the major movies I liked as a kid. I didn't even know the difference between major studio and B-movie studio back then, but Death Race 2000 to me was the bomb. I mean, when you're a kid and you're watching that movie and you got Stallone going, Aah! you know, before he became Rambo, he played the <laughs> uh, driver and David Carradine uh, played uh, Frankenstein, coincidentally. Um, in that movie, um, anyway, Roger Corman would take a set like, say, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, the original black and white, and he'd have like a few days on a set. So he did that in three days. So I had three days, a buddy of mine named Christian Aldo, who is kind of like a, a buried treasure here in Toronto, not in his mind, but as far as the general public, he's a creative fellow that created this thing called the Super Wonder Gallery, which he puts on art shows, performance shows. Um, in fact, he um, had one, a couple of my, my uh, um, paintings, my, my prints of my, my, my comic books that on his uh, wall. And uh, so he's also a filmmaker. He made um, Will of Frankenstein, which I believe is on YouTube. Okay. Um, so he is multifaceted, multi-talented Italian-Canadian fella. His father, uh, uh, Aldo, Aldo. Uh, uh, his name is Aldo, too. <laughs> He's a bicycle guy in Toronto here. Uh, he promotes in the Italian, uh, the Italian bike race things here. So he comes from a really cool family, and he's a hardworking guy and an artist. He's a multimedia artist like myself. But he does more of a live thing like Andy Warhol does with the Super Wonder Gallery. Okay. Um, he did a for his, I'm going to say 39th birthday because I don't want to age the poor fella. He's acting also in a movie called um, The Last Porno Show, which showed at TIFF, mm-hmm. the Toronto Independent Film Festival here just recently. Okay. Um, he played an uncle or something. And anyways, Christian Aldo is the fellow's name, and he's tremendous. Uh, if you ever look up Christian Aldo, A-L-D-O, on YouTube, you'll see what I'm talking about. He's an undiscovered talent and a gem as far as I'm concerned. And I like working with him. I like him being my curator for my artwork. <laughs> but he's also a very good friend. Okay, I'm, I'm going off topic here, but he created a Roman set for, uh, let's say, 39th birthday. 
And I said, fuck, man, you're going to build this up? You spent all month building this set in here and here. It's like a factory uh, here. And you're going to tear it down? I go, buddy, I got to film here. I got to film here. So what happened was um, he, I gave him a role playing himself at the Super Wonder Gallery hosting uh, a, a, a Roman thing, which he did. Playing himself. Remember in script writing Rule 101, write what you know? Well, mm-hmm. I had to write, write what I have. And he had this Roman set, he was dressed up as a Roman, and he's dictating the, the, the Christians being fed the lions. He wasn't fed the lions, he was feeding lions, they were feeding lions to Christians. Okay. At any rate, so it's like, I filmed it, and was it, I, I put a character I play in it called Pan Gonzalez. I play like a Hispanic cop who was a former drug enforcing that they predicted. So I'm investigating this uh, vampire banshee within the Roman... Greco set that he filmed <laughs> uh, just for his party, and it's like it had all of Toronto's finest and lowest in there. Super Wonder Galleries, like Andy Warhol place, attracted the high end crowd and the low street crowd, which I love to death. Both being in both, I was able to get some good footage, which is in the trailer. Okay, um, I'm filming it next year, but I had to film it for the trailer because I wanted to show it at the Port Hope Port Horror Festival, and uh, so I quickly filmed it. So what I did. <laughs> I did a treatment of a trailer, which is going to be filmed before the film is even made. And how did the so showing that go? Is all, that uh, is, sorry? How did the showing go at the festival? The festival was fantastic. Uh, you know, it was a whole bunch of really cool short filmmakers. I hope the hell they're going to have it next year. Um, the Miranda, uh, a good friend of mine's name is uh, Gerald Lukaniak. He He's famous for doing the special effects in a movie called Screwballs in the 80s. And he also did a, uh, the rock video effects of an exploding fridge and all the stuff for a uh, Canadian rock star here called Tim Mitchell. He okay. did the special effects for the song called Might As Well Go For Soda. <laughs> you guys heard of it? I think <laughs> Mad Mothers Against Drunk Drive used it back in the day as a theme. <laughs> At any rate, a fantastic fella. His daughter named Miranda, she uh, put together the festival because she works in the industry. She actually works for... Um, the major studios down here. She like uh, I think she uh, they they shoot a movie called The Boys here. Okay. Uh, like for Netflix, The Boys. And so I think she's like one of the uh, that. But she's also on, on It. You know the new version of It, the, the the one without Tim Curry. Yeah. The new version, the the big box office. So so the festival was built around they, in Port Hope. They filmed It. It one and It two. Okay. So with a bit of uh, their money. <laughs> From the students to help promote it, they put together the Port Horror Festival, it too, sorry, because it's this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so around her notoriety for uh, being that, and of course, people don't know this, but Port Hope is where actually Hollywood started. People like Chaplin, Buster Keaton, all those cats filmed in Port Hope. So it's kind of like a come around for me that I was able to host the festival with Count Crackula, the <laughs> infamous horror host, kids book author, which I am, and when I'm not being text lot. And it was it was a very glorious event, and uh, so Miranda hosted that festival in Port Horror, and she basically uh, got a whole bunch of really cool uh, independent horror themed filmmakers, which I helped to find uh, okay. via Facebook and stuff. My my confreres, my associates that are in it, like John Miori, who actually is a horror host as well, called Johnny Goulash. Uh, he did his film. He did a cartoon uh, kind of like a segue from his movie called uh, Creature from Cannibal Creek. Okay. And he's one of my best friends. And he cast me as a sheriff in Creature from Cannibal Creek. 
coming soon to a theater near you or to Leapman near you. Mm-hmm. Um, John Miori, big shout out, my Italian buddy, my you know, fucking great crusher you. <laughs> At any rate, um, so his film was there, and I was very honored because I went there stoned, and I didn't get, feel like getting into my costume. So I had him come up with me and pretend he was my uh, psychiatrist, uh, Vinny Boombots, Professor Vinny Boombots, because he used to be a professor before he became a filmmaker, <laughs> which is kind of weird. <laughs> you should start the other way around. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we did a riff, you know, it's like, hey, who the fuck are you? Because in Richmond Hill, it's like Brooklyn, New York, the Italians that live there. <laughs> so he, so it's like you know we're talking about. You remember the time the black fella back in the car with that bluff, that that slag with the chick? You remember that? No, I don't. I don't remember either. So we're doing that <laughs> shit because I was stoned. So I had to break into like an Italian character, and he was Italian, so we riffed on it for the. It was a three night event. Eventually, on the third night, I actually stopped drinking and doing uh, uh, legal Canadian pot, and I, it was Count Cracula. But they were doing this walk around the city. So since it was uh, also being shown the preview in that day, that same day, I put on the clown nose. So Con Cracker is unrecognizable for being a slave to the system. I did not want to whore Con Cracker. So I made him go on the last day, and I made him put on a clown nose, which, <laughs> which endlessly fascinated the town folk and the kids. Because Port Hope, not only is it a beautiful, conservative little town, but people dig freaks like us from Toronto coming up there like these crazy hippies <laughs> from LA going to Nebraska if you can dig what I'm saying it's a metaphoric speaking <laughs> now going backwards just a little bit with Frank and Pimp's Revenge which you've mentioned from uh, from time to time uh, why don't you tell me a little oh, bit I'm about that production that. I'm ending that and then going to Blood City Cops next year thank you for bringing that up <laughs> oh, oh yeah by the way Frank and Pimp's Revenge is being previewed on Vimeo on Demand Really? You want to see the rough cuts of Frank and Pimp's Revenge before I finish it, put all the footage together that I am previewing? Then you can see it on preview on demand. There's a lot of shit. I've seen one caption in there with a spelling error, and there's a lot of things i got to move around when I eventually put it together for the full, proper feature film of Frank and Pimp's Revenge. But I'm feeling my way through. You know, feeling my way through. I'm awesome. finishing that up. We're trying to finish that up for the end of the year. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Well, um, so so much sativa, so little time. What what is uh, Frank and uh, uh, Pimp's Revenge Legal about? Frank and Pimp's Revenge is my first sequel. I didn't want to go off the inglories. I mean, the glories of um, Frank and Pimp. I didn't want to be known as the guy, you know, having his lunch off of Frank and Pimp. <laughs> so I waited for uh, ten years before I made Frank and Pimp's Revenge. Speaking of which, I want to give you a trivia which you're going to find fascinating, Dave. Okay. We're both Star Wars fan, are we not? Yes. Well, I used to be. Anyway, I kind of, well, I am a, of the original Star Wars, not the <laughs> prequel and not the recent ones. But yeah. there's the scene where, you know where Mark Hamill is drinking green milk from that creature? Okay. You know what that creature is called? Oh, God. A mere, you know you have mere mermaids, mermaids, and you have mermen? <laughs> That's a mer-camel. A mer camel. If you look at, yeah, sea-faring camel. If you look at the face <laughs> and you see it's aquatic, yeah, it's a mer camel. Mer camel. What the joke is, which I think, which is why I now love, love Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker, <laughs> is he's saying Mark Hamill is having lunch off of his Luke Skywalker notoriety. <laughs> he's been getting his meals off his name, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Well, 
Either so, either that Luke since he's Skywalker drinking his green milk. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Either on. that uh, since he's drinking his green milk, he might have just uh, uh, drank from Nilbog. <laughs> uh, troll. There you go. Troll. One. So a little reference. a little trivia for those who <laughs> want to put down Ryan Johnson. Michael Mark Hamill is having lunch off of his Star Wars character. How's that for a segue <laughs> and a metaphor? Wow, I'm a genius. I didn't realize it until I got sober. Anyway. <laughs> so when you see that scene now, you'll have a different spin on it, right, sir? Definitely. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, <laughs> Star Wars notoriety Mark to this day. Yeah. <laughs> Now, is there a specific... Now that's a B-movie. That's a $200 million B-movie now. <laughs> Ryan Johnson has created the most expensive trauma film ever made, having Mark Hamill feed off the tits of a mere camel. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> uh, Lloyd, uh, you should listen to that. Anyways, um, uh, moving on. Now, did you uh, uh, have a favorite scene from your Frank and Pip's Revenge while you're editing um, your uh, film. So many beautiful women, so little time. <laughs> I think the scene where, okay, remember the NFA crawl, or, or she's changing it, she's going to be dying the NFA from now on, who's my, above all else, favorite, she's my go-to girl now, she's like, above like all else, she, 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 she's done the, the TNA shit through all of my movies, now she's above the timeline, but the the scene where Vivita shoots the living shit as Julie Capaletti, because uh, Julie Capaletti, because the, the original title for the film was called The Romeo and Juliet Massacre, right? Yeah. I was actually doing a screenplay called The Romeo and Juliet Massacre. Okay. And then my brother, who is uh, the father of my favorite, the favorite actress of all, Ashley, who you interviewed, which I basically said, I'll wait till she goes out before you film and bring that out. <laughs> uh, she's 13 years old now, but she was young then. <laughs> um, where am I going with this? What was the question? Oh, um, what was your favorite scene while well, favorite you were scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I don't know how I get to that. But anyway, so what happens is, um, yeah, the scene where uh, they're coming up, which hasn't been released yet, but it's on the preview on Vimeo and Demand for uh, Frank and Pin's Revenge, uh, is where Julie, uh, who was in the original movie briefly, Oh, yes. Now I remember where I was getting at. Coming back to I'm talking about my brother, Neil, <laughs> Ashley's father. He comes to me because he's, he's like a slacker like me, right? We kind of like talk like we're from California. So he goes, hey, hey, Tony, like, what are you working on? I go, I'm working on a screenplay. And it was supposed to be uh, the Roman Museum Massacre. I go, Frank and Pip, based on Frank Herlotter's. It's a joke on her, riff on her, her, her lot or whatever. Frank and Hooker. Because that you know, I'm a kid of the '80s, right? And I remember seeing them on the VHS. And my mom laughed. She was washing the dishes. My God bless her soul, she's passed away. But at that time, when I was working on the screenplay, she laughed. And I'm one of those kids that would like sling his diaper around, and make shit fly to get mom's attention. <laughs> so when mom laughed when I joked about the name Frankenpin, I had to retool the script to have the criminal Bonnie and Clyde like uh, Romeo and Juliet. To have Romeo now become a mutant uh, cyborg uh, killer okay. with uh, nano nano robotic blood, 
So what happened was I changed the title to Frankenfilm, right? Which yeah. the onus on that I can only kill Bill it because the screenplay went for too fucking long, right? So I cut it, and at the end of it, like in the James Bond movie, uh, Romeo will be back in Frankenfilm's Revenge, the Romeo and Juliet uh, massacre, which is what's being filmed now, which is what you're asking me the question. How did that come to be? Okay. So it's not like Mark Hamill feeding off of his notoriety <laughs> from Star Wars. I didn't want to feed off of Frankenstein. <laughs> so so Frankenstein's Revenge is me coming back to the character. I'm a bit sadder now, more bloated. Uh, I said, what if what if James what if James Bond was his real age and wearing adult diapers? Right? <laughs> How would he be in today's society? Right? Like he wouldn't be like fuck it, you know. So I had to put. Like myself, 10, 15 years, or whatever, 10 or 15 years later, how I would be, which is, you know, you know, a bit too much wine, a bit too, <laughs> <laughs> a bit too much food, good food with a good life, with notoriety as being a, a celebrity a, a vampire killer. Uh, so I kind of made it a bit more real. At that time, I was pretentious. I saw myself acting. I thought I looked... Uh, like a fruitcake trying to be Dean, a young Dean Martin and Marlon Brando. So it's like, you know how Marlon Brando kind of filled out near the end, right? So yeah. I said, well, what if Brando was true to himself? Like, well, I could have been somebody. <laughs> what if he pretended, what he was like in his John, uh, John Don Juan DeMarco days, <laughs> a little bit more filled out, Yeah, you know? Uh, like I'm not close to that we uh, start filming the movie I actually have to put a pillow underneath my belly now <laughs> but uh, at that point I had had a car accident gained a lot of weight <laughs> and uh, so I said well I gotta film so I filmed myself after the car accident with a weight gain as a funny fat guy and you know the funny thing is Dave yeah. my movies when I'm a funny fat guy not the good looking slim handsome young fellow I am <laughs> now again but was made more money for me, as a funny fat guy, than a sexy, good-looking guy, I was, or I am, kind of. <laughs> I'm now putting in China black hair dye in to look like I did back then, and I'm coming very close to it. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, uh, yeah, so that's how that came to be, the Frank and Ben's Revenge. Uh, okay. It's Kill Bill Part 2, 10 watch <laughs> version of Kill Bill Part 2, coming back to the character 10 years later. <laughs> Now moving on to some few, uh, uh, now I'm just going to ask you. Julie's a bit more featured, but Vivita's not really acting. She's a businesswoman now, so she did a cameo as Julie, but she kicks ass. And hence, my favorite scene is when she shot the shit out of Deanna Fay, who's <laughs> going to be a major star in Blood City Cops. I guarantee it. You're going to love her. Nice. Um, now moving on to some future pro tra projects, you can let me know what you want to uh, say about these or what you don't. Um, Birds, okay. Bird of Steel, Tex, uh, 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 Tex Watch, Claudio Must Die, Scream, Spermula, Scream, Rise of the Ghoul Squad, and, and uh, Violet is Blue. Okay, Violet is Blue is uh, the Vita's movie. She's yep. going to get around to it once uh, she's finished setting up our franchise of the uh, Vita products, the uh, Vita soap, the Vita uh, lotion, the Vita anti-aging cream. Once she gets finished all that, because she's right now just being a, a mogul, uh, she's going to get into doing that. That's her kind of like uh, Persian Pam Greer film, a revenge film. Okay. Written by a fellow named uh, Brian Stubbles okay. from the United States. I think he's uh, a Utah fella. Okay. Uh, when she gets around to that, whenever she gets to that, so that's that's sitting on the shelf. Okay. Um, 
uh, a screen spermula stream is going to be made after, I believe, Blood City Cops or the sequel to Blood City Cops. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's that's gonna have uh, Deanna Faye as well as uh, my sister uh, Natasha Richards in it, and I'm trying to get Natasha Richards to act in. She's a stand-up comedy. She she lives in Vancouver. She's getting into stand-up comedy. Okay. And she's spreading her rings. I gave her uh, Lloyd Kaufman's book uh, link uh, to get uh, make your own damn movie that she's looking over. And she thanked me voraciously. Okay. And I also referred her to screenwriting tutorial on YouTube and filmmaker tutorials on YouTube because okay. that's how I learned. And uh, so that's. Those I'm going to look forward to those. So, Scream Spermula Scream is basically a riff on Scream Blackula Scream. Okay. But uh, with a female vampire who gets her sustenance from another liquid part of the human body. <laughs> if you read into that, look at the poster, you know what the hell that means. <laughs> so, that's on the shelf. Um, Blood Sea Cops is more of a pressing issue. That was going to be next, but since Christian Aldo allowed me to film at uh, Super Wonder Gallery with it's amazing women he's got there. You don't believe the young women that go there. Oh my God. <laughs> and his models he's got there, like that do the modeling. They've got a fetish show coming up uh, <laughs> called, uh, pretty soon where they got the fetish models doing their things. Okay. And a horror show. I got to mention the Halloween horror show <laughs> at the Super Wonder Gallery. Look up Toronto Super Wonder Gallery, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, see you international and local folks there. I'm not, I don't have any money in Super Wonder Gallery. I'm just a Christian Aldo fan. Support. That place <laughs> and support Kingsway Theater in Toronto, the Grind House that plays your movies, independent filmmakers on the big screen. And uh, what do you want to tell us about uh, Claudio Must Die and Birds of uh, Bird of Steel? Uh, I assume. Okay, Bird of Steel is uh, it was going to be an underground comic, and as you know, between my transition of my first interview with you and this one. I'm trying to be a bit more mainstream because I'm sick and tired of being an underground cult figure. I'm trying to get into mainstream. Stream. So, Bird of Steel is going to be a, a, a takeoff on an edgy kids book okay. for the tween market. That, that, that I'm refurbishing it and just rewriting it and taking out all the dirty cartoon parts. And <laughs> it's not, not a cartoon, it's a motion comic. Oh, you mean, out motion oh, you comic. mean the, uh, the ex Disney artist that you used to be? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So. So that's a motion comic movie. I'm inventing the motion comic feature film with awesome. Bird of Steel. So that's eventually going to come out as soon as I got all these other shit out of me. I'm a one man show, <laughs> you know. I mean, I you know, I know the CBC and, and Bell Media are looking over my stuff right now uh, to give me some big money, hopefully. But right now, I'm still independent and a poor man's trauma, uh, Canadian. You know, people, I don't even know who I am. I'm a famous <laughs> celebrity. And believe me, Tex Watt doesn't even know who Tex Watt is. Well. Uh, until the United, the United States swallows me up and, and brings me in like Leslie Nielsen, William Shatner, Jim Carrey, uh, and whoever, uh, you know, uh, I'll just be a cult Canadian filmmaker for now. I'm very fucking happy being so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is there anything? David, Go David ahead. Strange's best friend. <laughs> you are my best friend right now. Honest to God. And then, you know the good thing about you being my best friend right now? We're not trying to see each other's women's because we're so far away. So we will we'll remain best friends for a long time. <laughs> now, 
if you um, wanted to say anything at this point about anything uh, that we've talked about uh, either on the uh, on the previous sh uh, show or the, or this particular uh, one, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the public about your 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 work that you haven't already? Um, I just want to okay, uh, okay. I already spoke of uh, Reg Hart's Cineform uh, uh, here in Toronto, which is the Crossing Beer Store on College and Bathurst. I already spoke of uh, the Super Wonder Gallery on Bloor Street, which is also a tourist attraction. Uh, the Kingsway Theatre, the Grindhouse Theatre, the famous Grindhouse Theatre, I'm bringing that up. That's in uh, Toronto in a suburb called Etobicoke, uh, okay. the, King, the Kingsway Theatre and Cafe. I want to bring that up. I will be, it will behoove me to not mention my buddy Rooster, who's, uh, who had a, was a manager of the strip club that allowed us to film zombie nights, excuse me, real zombies with some of his girls. And he brought uh, some of those talent to, uh, <clears throat> to uh, Acid Head, the Bugs Nuts County. I want to mention Eric Scalf. Okay, now let me tell you about Eric Scalf. He's the American version of Christian Aldo. He's the band called The Unsatisfied. Look up The Unsatisfied, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a really cool kick-ass video, which I'm playing all the time right now, called Adult Recovery. He's also a filmmaker. Okay. Uh, he's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, which a little friend of mine comes from uh, in uh, Tennessee, or Memphis, Tennessee. But Eric Scalf has his accent. And Eric Scalf has uh, made a movie called Ambition Withdraw about his band. Okay. Uh, the Struggles of His Band. I highly recommend it. It's a 2003 film, which is now updated and reduxed, as it were. <laughs> he was a killer a filmmaker in a movie called Anti Horror. I'm bigging up you, American independent filmmakers, man. I was in a great short called Easy Pickings and Best Alpha. Eric Scalf uh, from The Unsatisfied, lead singer, actor, producer, filmmaker, S-C-E-A-L-S. And he is a combination of Iggy Pop, David Bowie, um, Jim Morrison. He's an undiscovered gem, kind of like uh, Steve Marriott from The Small Faces. I think Steve Marriott started the whole blues rock thing. People don't know this, but look up Steve Marriott, The Small Faces documentary on YouTube and you'll see what I'm talking about. But okay. Eric Scalp is like Steve Marriott from the Small Faces. He is a powerhouse, a talent. I cannot say enough about Eric Scalp. <laughs> I love him. He's my American brother. Not my American cousin. <laughs> American brother. And he is awesome. So look up the Unsatisfied. They'll be your favorite band and he will be your favorite Frontman, he played Zebulon, Skidwell, Hot Noodle, and Acid Head, the Bugs County Slaughter, in an Afro wig. And he's in the trailer. He's also in the trailer. That's how good he is. <laughs> the whole trailer is centered around Eric Scalp. And let's not forget Vivita, actress, filmmaker, apothecary, and spa mogul. She's <laughs> taken her talents from the silver screen and is kicking ass in Toronto because Vivita Spa is the top spa in Toronto, Ontario, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and, and yes, look it up, the Vita Spa. And God damn it, I'm so proud of everybody. I also want to make mention to um, my Playboy model chicks that are famous, uh, Alyssa Plett, who also played in American Pie, I think it's part two or three or band. She's a chick that's uh, like the porno chick. The guy's, you know, touching himself and then she's on the street <laughs> and the grandmother comes in and he splunks on his grandma and then she has a heart attack. Alyssa Plett was that actor, the actress that played the porn chick. I think it's an American Pie uh, 
the Naked Mile, I think. Okay. And so, and also Lana Taylor, another Playboy model, um, in there. Oh, how the hell can I forget uh, Chloe? There's an actress, uh, which right now, she's, she's making the rounds of, of uh, uh, Chloe the Cloud. Okay. Uh, she's on the poster. She's the, the black-haired goth chick on the poster for Frank and Pimp's Revenge. That actress, I would hire her for a wedding video, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was making a wedding video. She's fantastic. I think her, Alyssa Paulette, um, Deanna Faye Prawl, uh, my sister Jackie Richards, and my uh, my new sister, now she's new in the game, are amazing. But it all started with Vivita, and God bless her. Oh, I'm not going to forget uh, Guma Villa. Guma Villa, who I met too. Um, she, she's... Uh, Amazing as well. She on the Frank and Pimp's Revenge poster. She's like a human bat. That's that's I loved it. Not that heterosexual way. I don't think a man has ever loved another man without uh, putting out. <laughs> this is a relationship we have. And you're gonna you say you're gonna put me in your movie? Uh, is that what's going on? No. What, what I uh, what I was planning on I'm is I'm a good actor too. I forgot to mention. <laughs> Sorry, go I, ahead. I was planning on giving you some money down the road to help your productions okay david i'm in baby you know how it is <laughs> and, and you know what i'm gonna work with you forever till i die and i'm still relatively young so this is this is a shot of a beautiful friendship <laughs> well in any case that's all the time Anyone we have money at me i'm a, I'm a friend <laughs> just kidding all I'll the time friend we... on a dare all the time we have for today, folks. So I appreciate your uh, you being able to uh, finish uh, our interview. I know it took a while, and uh, uh, hopefully and this is a job interview too. If you think about it, David, <laughs> this is also a recorded job interview for me and you. So Definitely. thank you, thank you for looking at my resume, Mister <laughs> Stray. Well, I appreciate you. being I hope, able to. I, I hope I could be an asset to your film company. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate being able to talk with you and uh, get to know you uh, know you a little bit uh, more, and uh, I hope the public uh, is able to get to know you a little bit more as you're going more mainstream and um, trying to get out and of I that. Hope the main, and I hope the underground people will picket their goddamn movie theaters while we still have them <laughs> and put their fucking trailers in there. they got to start a movement. And we can do this movement through the I Love or I Heart uh, Bad Movies site, Toronto Chapter, on Facebook. Can we do that? Yes, we can. Yeah, we can. Well, in any case... How many people right now is in it? 71, I think. I think Mom just died. Say, she's off there now. Sorry say goodnight that. to Go the ahead. folks out there, and uh, hopefully uh, they'll enjoy this conversation, just like uh, I did. So, um, and... Yes. Uh, uh, hopefully you have a good evening. And good night, Mrs. Calabash. All righty. Oh boy. Hi, I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. That's my other brother Daryl. Nice job, Kermit. Thank you. Nice job, Kermit. Thank you. Nice job, Kermit. Thank you. Nice job, 